Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Good? Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to the Winter World Cup. Yeah, yeah. aren't we all? <laughs> Topics of the week, we are going to be talking, I always want Alan Hudson's view and opinion on everything, and topics of the week, we're going to be looking at injured players, uh, because the World Cup, as you've alluded to, is in the winter, but first, I want to talk about, and not my flying cat, because this cat flies, I've got a kitten, it's the fastest thing on four legs, Al, you know when they say wingers could catch pigeons, this little cat kitten could catch absolutely anything but well, that... we, we had a goalkeeper like that at Chelsea mate he could you catch did, of course you did Catty. so yeah yeah I mean yeah. what a goalkeeper he was and, and again it might be it might be him <laughs> it might come back it might come back reincarnation mate well I tell you what the way he jumps from settee to settee and he almost goes up and smashes that ball out of the top corner it would, could well be Catty. from one blue from one blues to another. Absolutely. But the World Cup, the sexualised, the monitorised, and the hypocritical World Cup this appears to be. What's your take on, on it, Al? Because it, it is quite ridiculous. And it was awarded to Qatar somewhat 12 years ago. They gave the 2018 to Russia and the 2022 to Qatar at the time, if my memory serves me right. But again, what's your take? Well, I think... Uh... Very much along the lines of most people, but um, um, I know we're going to go on to injured players yeah. and all that. So I know I know what that's all about. I know how they'll be feeling. But um, my first my first thought about that is um, to, to really can answer the first question as well is that uh, if I miss if it was me and I miss the Qatar World Cup, I wouldn't be. Anywhere near as disappointed as missing the one in Mexico, yeah. uh, because they're a great footballing nation. Mm. Um, it's a great, great place to go and play football. Very hot, my kind of conditions. Although I like it better underfoot, uh, but I think I'd get away with it. But Qatar is a no-no for me. Uh, I've been over that part of the world several times. Don't like it. Mm. Uh, I don't. Uh, I think. I think. Um, apart from we've already mentioned the 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 greed that's ruined our game. You know, the root of all evil is money, and it's 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 absolutely. I mean, if if I if we if we're both and many other people were proved wrong that and it's a complete success, then I'll be. I think I'll stop drinking. But um, you know, this doesn't seem like it's gonna. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a total disaster um, from start to finish. Um, I don't like anything about it. I don't like uh, the only the only thing decent about it really is the times of the games. And 
I don't really know if I'll be too interested about watching most of them. Yeah, I know England's first game's at one o'clock in the afternoon. I shan't be watching that. That's on a Monday. I believe the next yeah. game against uh, Anthony uh, in America is yeah. seven o'clock our time on the Friday night. And then I believe the next game against Wales is a Tuesday night, again, same time at seven o'clock. But let's actually go back and break it down. Let's go back to uh, Qatar. How does a World Cup get awarded to a state like Qatar that, to all intents and purposes, have never really played the game. Nobody had really ever heard of it. And the only thing that we ever think when you say Qatar is a complaint where round about the throat and the nasal and a bit of mucus. So we'd not even heard of Qatar. Where the hell did it come from? Well, I was thinking more of Elvis Presley, to tell the truth. <laughs> um, Guitar. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's... Um, now I, it's... It's... It's the most unlikely place to have a World Cup, especially... Mm. It would have been bad enough having it in the summer, but, but in the winter, it's just... Uh, going back, it's all about money again. The people that have earned money out of this is... You know, the the best thing is um, they've taken all the money and every part of the system have taken money from the FA to FIFA... Uh, Sepp Blatter, Platini, all them. They, they, they've all got, they've all took the money and gone on the missing list. They haven't give. They ain't put no fault into it. Mm. Uh, they don't. They, you know what annoys me about football? Not you know is um, as a player you get on with it. You know, but I, I, you know, my treatment in, uh, from football clubs in the game was abysmal with, with every club I've been at. You know. Um, but uh, they give absolutely no fault for the football supporter or who travels the world and watches these matches, and it costs them a lot of money, uh, especially today. It's um, after the, what we've been through. You know, they're, they're going to screw the life out of them and get every penny out of them they can. And uh, all, all, to, all, all to watch the... Which should be the best spectacle of all time, you know. Every four years is, you know, our old mate George Best used to be broken hearted every four years because he was Irish and couldn't make the World Cup. This is a stage that should be the dream of all everybody's dreams, and yeah, I'm afraid uh, this one won't be a dream. It's going to be the complete opposite. I think it will be a total nightmare. Absolutely, and. You know, when we're looking at um, spreading the game around the world, and this is what FIFA have always maintained. Yeah, right, OK, we don't buy that. But I don't think anybody could have an argument that traditionally the World Cup's always been in South America and then in Europe, and there's a lot of emerging African nations, Egypt being one, Morocco and, and Tunisia and places like that. Turkey in the Middle East, another nation that, that's come on leaps and bounds over the last generation or two. So there is an argument that football should be spread more evenly to other areas. And I think that's why they want one every two years rather than every four years, if I'm just you know playing devil's advocate a bit here. But if yeah. the game had been awarded or the games, the World Cup, would have been awarded to say, for instance, Saudi Arabia, who have had a reputation uh, of, and a history of playing football, do you think it would have had the same effect on the the monetarised and the sexualised 
and the hypocrisy of the World Cup that's that really is stamped upon the Qatar World Cup. Well, I, I, I think we live, we're living in a world now where the people that run the game uh, and run football in general, we, yeah. we're seeing it at our local clubs as well. You know, Chelsea, nobody knows what's going on at Chelsea. This fellas, I thought the American, uh, the Americans who have now, from the time I, uh, I played in Seattle right up until now, and you mentioned Anthony's, that's where he learned his trade, and he's involved in the World Cup. I thought the Americans would be very much along the lines of thinking the way we do. Uh, and and he doesn't. Uh, Bowley, who's called Chelsea, who's bought Chelsea, it's uh, it's still a bit. Everything uh, seems to be a mystery. Mm. What happened when uh, they they were all vying for the World Cup? It, that was a mystery. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't until that the, the the Platini and Blatter were were caught out. And we, I mean, we're, I'm not talking about a million here and a million there. I mean, million. We're talking millions here. It's a kind of. Uh, I'm just surprised that Ken Bates ain't involved with it. You know, it's it's, it's one of those. It's like uh, watching a TV mystery movie where you've where they give you a load of names and you've got to guess, you know, who's involved in it and uh, who's behind it because it's 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 a mystery, it's sinister, it's everything about it, you know. Uh, and then obviously they brought out brought up the latest one which we spoke about, the sober tent, you know. Yeah. That kind of put the the pot the top on the pot on the pot really with a sober tent you know they're going to put supporters in, drunken supporters in a sober tent now well what's that what's inside that sober tent we ask ourselves you know that's another mystery where how do they keep coming up with these new things that you think well what the hell is that but the thing is you ain't going to find out till you get there yeah and nobody knows what's going on until they actually get off that aeroplane, you know. And I had uh, someone offer me flights the other day from Dubai to Qatar for two and a half grand, and it's a 45, 50-minute flight. Mm. And they said, you go, you do get a couple of glasses of champagne. Well, I've got more glasses of champagne in my fridge than they got on that flight, I can, t- I, I can tell you. But, uh, you know, it, it's... Uh, Everything about it, every the whole element, the whole everything surrounding it, you know, and obviously we'll go on to the injuries, but the, you know, even to the, right down to the most important part, the players, you know, um, I really, I, I, I look at it and I, I, you know, it, it broke my heart when I missed the World Cup. I've never really got over it, and because that was when the, I mean. And I'm not exaggerating. I'm not saying. I'm, and I'm sure other people missed it and and feel the same way. Uh, but we're all different. Uh, you know, I missed it through injury, and I, you know, I miss it. Um, I miss what in my our lifetime I think was the greatest World Cup of all time. I think 1970 was the greatest World Cup of all time. It was with, you know, the best team with. But uh, you know, it was kind of historic as well with. Uh, Pele and you know the the great forward line you know the way they got the fourth goal the way you know they, to anyone to beat the Italians four one in a final is is quite extraordinary they never conceded four goals England you know kind of rose to the occasion you know as 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 
reigning world champions. I thought they were better in 1970 than they were in 66. That was quite memorable. Then you had the all the mistakes Alf McRamsey made, you know, by pulling Bobby Charlton off. And everything about that World Cup was, uh, you know, then the Je- Jeff Ass- bringing Jeff Astor on in front of Peter Osgood who was the you know, best centre forward in Europe, if not the world at that time. You know, it, it had so much about it. But, you know, the only only other ones that people would say, well, they'd say no, that was the other one was the World Cup, was the hand of God. Yeah. You know, uh, but I don't think we're going to I don't think we'll be talking about this World Cup, you know, uh, well, I won't be in years to come because I'm... 71 now but uh it won't be i don't think i think it it'll be memorable for all the wrong reasons i've never asked you this before but it's a question that i've thought about what hurt and annoyed and frustrated you the most getting the injury that prevented you from playing in the world cup and had england got to the final would have been on your 19th birthday you would have made history without any fear of doubt or the fact that in 1974 England didn't qualify because you were banned. What annoyed and hurt you the most, Al? And then obviously in 78 England didn't qualify again. So in a in in a in an era for me the greatest decade of football players that we've ever had, England messed it up and then didn't qualify until 1982. So what what actually hurts and wrangles with you most? Well, I've had, you know, the, um, the I think it, a player will always tell you, like, it's probably like mm-hmm. a, a marriage breakup or whatever, you know, if you're in love with someone or whatever, and you're so much in love with the game and you, you're a kid, you grow up, and I'm sure most players, as kids, we all... It, the dream as a kid was always to play an FA Cup final. You never dreamt of playing for your country. That was just a whim, you know. Um, it's uh, a case of laughing. Um, uh, then, you know, my first season was uh, I went from a, a bit part player to one of our um, main players in a in a short space of time, six seven months. Uh, we had we had world class players in our team like Peter Osgood, Charlie Cook, Pete Bonetti. Uh, Eddie McCready was always in the world eleven when it was peak. So, you know, that was a big season for me. And to, to, it, I always say, like, when I missed the game against Leeds was, you know, a, a little kid. I would never forget being around my grandmother's uh, as a kid. And at Christmas, uh, they were having a drink before Christmas and the tree was up and everything. The lights, the lights would... Uh, dimmed and it was a, a, like the old days were unlike today you know they were it was christmas it was exciting this was well, this christmas this november december should be about it's not about football and uh and i, I always say it's like peeping through the door and seeing all your presents under the tree you know and your your, your mum or dad says you go back to bed you can't open them until the morning you know and you wake up in the morning and there's nothing there yeah and you and you're broken hearted, and there's nothing for you, you know. And you're empty, you feel empty, and that that's what happened with me against with the Leeds final, and that that carried me into when I went down the hole at West Brom. I um, I kind of knew that I, there was no way I was going to make Wembley up. I mean, my ankle was shattered, 
and uh, not like a hamstring or anything like that or muscle it was my, my ligaments i knew i what i'd done and uh but then the last thing on my mind was mexico i was because i was so looking for the fa cup but, but to miss mexico was uh i remember where i watched it i remember where i watched england play brazil around my friend's house i remember us going out for the day and then coming back and watch it so you know it was it, it was such an occasion um and then as you say i got banned and it was like it was like someone had had a dough on me was sticking pins in it mm. you know it was uh where's, where's this going to end you know what have i got banned for why have they why have you banned me i've got an injury you know you know i've been injured it was it was kind of the most obvious case of an injury of all time i would imagine yeah. to miss two FA Cup finals and a World Cup with an injury and then Alf Ramsey say banned you for not wanting to go on tour is the most, you know, I, this case I got against the FA, you know, it would be in America, I would probably be awarded about $100 million and thrown and they'd be thrown out, whatever. Mm. You know, it, it just, it was ludicrous. And as you just said, you know, to not from to go from 1966 world champions and all the hullabaloo that, you know, uh, that as fans do, they get excited, we're the best team in the world. Over East London, they said West Ham won the World Cup, you know, because they have more beers than hers. And that's still going on with the Oldens, you know. They still drink to that every Sunday, poor, poor fellas, you know. Uh, uh, so, I, as you say, you know, I was, play, I was playing the best football of my life at Stoke City in 1974, 75, and yet I was still internationally banned yeah. and they've got players getting picked for the team who really shouldn't have been there that's why we didn't qualify mm. that's why you know uh, i speak to my friends like tony curry all the time even stevie perriman you know stevie perriman was overlooked yeah. uh but they you know the, but then you had the, the 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 real great players you know the the world cup is um it is the stage, you know, they called Old Trafford the theatre of dreams. Well, the World Cup should be the theatre of dreams. It is where every kid's dream is comes true. It's where it's where we when we switch on a game every four years, we want to see the world's best players. You know, and that was what crushed, uh, going back to George, that's what crushed him. And his drinking uh, got out of control around that time. Uh, because he had to disappear into the background, and I know how he felt because I was treated like that. But he was he was like that because he was born Irish. And now you got all these teams from I, I don't know the back out the back streets of African countries are are in it, and because George was Northern Irish, and they only had him and Pat Jennings and nine others, you know they could they couldn't qualify. And, you know, uh, the, it just didn't make up. The, but that was how heartbreaking it was for George. Uh, and, and for England not to qualify throughout the 70s, you know, I I really and truly think that the FA should have been closed down and we should have yeah. started all over again because that was, that was when, you know, to go from world champions to not qualify for 10, 10 long years, it just about sums them up. Mm. It certainly does. It's unbelievable. You did mention, and you've spoken about uh, injured players. 
there's going to be a lot of players that are injured because it's in November. They've yes. always said in the past that England have got more of a chance to win the World Cup if we're playing it in the middle of the season, if we have a mid-season break and play the World Cup, rather than at the end of the season, the players are tired and then they're off to the World Cup after a season. They kind of want the cake and eat it and you can't. If you have it in November and then a player gets, you're playing domestic league football and they play Champions League football, and my opinion is two leagues don't sit into one. You play European Cup competitions, you don't play a league in the same season as you play in your domestic league. So there's a lot of football that's been played. You're going to get injured players. So they, they've been mooted and it's been mooted and they've been crowing about it. They want it when the players are fit and they're, they're healthy and they're still hungry. And this is what happens. So there's no real ideal time for England. It's always really been excuses, excuses, excuses. And they've always picked the wrong players. Well, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I don't really. I was thinking last night after our brief uh, chat yesterday, you know, uh, I don't know how they got on in Germany, Spain, Italy, France. Uh, you know, uh, how their leagues uh, affects their league. But I know it's absolutely crushed the Premier League for this season. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely tore it to shreds. However, whatever, you know, I've been listening over the last couple of days, you know, Frank Lampard yesterday was saying about, you know, we've got to get a couple of good results before we go into the World Cup. And it it's almost like you're watching a, a silly made-up movie that you've got to win the, the two league games before you go to the World Cup and then you've got to prepare again. Uh, what are they going to be like when they come back? Uh, uh, however long they're out there which is, is another uh, thing you've got to t- take into consideration. I mean, we say if we get knocked out of the group, what got, what happens? Do, do we come back and kick off the season again or do we wait that month? I don't know. Still wait the month. Uh, well, it just don't make any sense, does no, it? it, no, it, doesn't. Um, it? Nothing about this World Cup makes any sense. The people that have organised it know nothing about football. They only know about one thing, and that's their bank balance. And it's mm-hmm. um, it's unbelievable that they let Blatter get away with it. And they waited till it was all organised and all settled, all that got their money, before they did anything about it with Blatter and Platini. It's just, uh, you know, it's like letting... Uh, Ted Bundy run loose and kill as many people as he can before they arrest him. You know, it's um, it's just it, it just doesn't add up. It's uh, you know, two weeks we're closing in two weeks now to the World Cup and it's just doesn't seem feasible. You look out your window and you see it pouring a rain and you think uh, this is not World Cup season. Yeah. You know, uh, it's um, everything about it. You know, and uh. I, I don't. They're, they're, they're so bold, these people that have earned money out of it. They're, I mean, they can. Uh, uh, do they, do they, will they sit around after the World Cup at Christmas and, and explain to their grandchildren that they, they were the people that ruined the World Cup? You know, uh, I don't think it's. I don't think. Uh, I think the talking point over Christmas will be about the ruination of the World Cup, whereas it should be talking about all the good things that's gone on in the year. I think that's a great point you make, Alan. FIFA have actually come out, uh, Gianni Infantini has come out with a statement that let's not talk about the protests, etc. Let's focus on the football. I, I think he's absolutely spot on there. Now isn't the time to protest. 
They've been awarded this 12 years ago. If you've got any problems, you should have made it common knowledge back then. It's pointless going on about it now. There's a lot of people in the media and the football media that have made themselves very vocal about the World Cup being in Qatar and they don't like it. It shouldn't have been awarded to Qatar, the human rights issues, etc., etc. It's an absolute disgrace. And where are they going to be in November? They're going to be in Qatar taking the Arab money. Absolutely, yeah, well, you know, it, it, absolutely, and it's you know that it's because they're planting money into our game yeah. and get um, and um, all around the world. They got they got so much money; it's incredible. But it's 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 almost as if football has become, you know, a game, like what? part of a, a game of monopoly. Yeah. It's like getting a monopoly ball out, and you move this and that, and and people are throwing millions of pounds across the, the board and. And and it's it's monopoly money, you know. It's it's ridiculous. It's, it's meaningless money. It's it's worthless money because it's dirty money. It's no good. It's um, you know, football football is. I'm afraid, you know. I remember being at Stoke and uh, when when football was great. And in, in my in my lifetime, me personally, football. Playing under a manager like Tony Waddington was everything of everything revolved around football. Whether it was having a drink, whether it was having lunch, whether it was having dinner, uh, your focal point was football. It was all about football. Even though I was out drinking with my boss, I, I always, in the back of my mind, had Saturday on my mind and thought, well, if I have one more drink, you know, I'm gonna, I've got to play at my best on Saturday because I can't be doing this and, and and not putting on a performance. And that kind of that kind of uh, inspired me really. He was such an inspiration because he said, look. Football will always win. Football will always win. Well, football is the most important thing, especially you know it was in his life. Uh, he was a Basby babe. He was he was at Manchester United. He he went through the war and 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 everything else. He come out the other end. He, he knew Busby well. Look at look what Matt Busby went through in his life with the Munich air crash. It was but the, everything everything that happened. You know Busby being in hospital in Munich. It, what what got him through that was a game of football. Yeah. It got him into it, but it got him mm. out of it. But, you know, uh, I always say that I wouldn't have got on the aeroplane, and I, I don't think I would have. I mean, as crack as that, but that's another thing. But at the end of the day, everything boils down to football. My old man used to go to work and work all the hours that God sent. He never went round down the pub after like everybody else did in Chelsea and Fulham and everywhere else. Um, everything revolved around football. And football was it in in our, you know, my, my mother sent my mum crazy really in the end just hearing about football because that was in and weekends were all about football. It's like... This the next step will be there'll be no football at weekends. We'll have it on Tuesday and Wednesday, and weekends everybody will be around twiddling their thumbs. This is what the world the World Cup in the winter is 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 effectively sad. It's going to make it seem like we can do anything we want. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. 
like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. For the pound note, we can, we can do it. We can move. We can move. We well, this Monday night football, which we copied off the Americans, and we only copied off we copy off everything off the Americans. Monday night football has become a huge success. Uh, there'll be no more Monday night football where we won't have we won't have Friday games on a Friday. We won't have games on a Saturday. We won't have games on a Sunday. We won't have games on a Monday. We'll play them all midweek. And so you can all enjoy your weekends. Well, where, what are we going to do? We don't all go to church, do we? We mm. all don't go. Out. You know what? What's going on? What? 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 Where's the next trick they got for us? You know, it's just it just it, the mind boggles. I mean, I've got a strange way of looking at things. I know, but I'm I'm not far wrong in saying that. You know, they 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 kind of got the power to do anything they want, and and at the end of the day, ruin our game. Absolutely, you know, you know, and it's. Uh, I honestly, you if I I haven't even looked to see who's playing who in the World Cup, but uh, my interest is as low as it's ever been on the game because of where it is and at what time it is. I think an awful lot of football fans would echo uh, those views as well. Al, um, the protest that Infantani was was talking about is all this rainbow laces, etc. And at, at what stage? And I don't. This is I don't understand this. I've had many a conversation with lots of people, and you know, back in my day when you were playing and the Mavericks were running football. We didn't know about anybody's sexuality. It it's it's come out recently, and I, I can't really put my finger on when that you need to come out if you're a gay footballer. No, 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 you don't. No, you don't. If you're gay, you're gay. End of. You haven't got to come out and do nothing. And all of a sudden, there's this. Oh, I'm gay, and I'm going to a football, and you should respect me. No, I've never mentioned my sexuality. I mean, it happens that I'm not gay. I've always been straight, you know, and I always will be. But you're happy, you're not. Yeah, gay. absolutely. But <laughs> why does the sexuality of anybody have to be referenced in football what the hell is all that about they've made issues these gay lesbians lgbt what have you go to football enjoy football and keep your sexuality and politics away from it well you know, it's we live in. We I've been calling it the new world for quite a while now, and this is part of it. I mean, I really, I, I I'm like you, Paul. I don't, I don't, 
I don't understand any of that. You know, you know, there's gays in football. Uh, it, if you took, I've got a picture of George Michael on my wall, and yeah. I love him. I love his music and I love him, uh, you know, who gives a damn, you know, why bring these things up? Uh, Absolutely. It's, um, we, as I say, we've gone from football being the main aspect to, you know, it being the the last thing, last issue. It's absolutely nothing to do with the, the, the game of football now. And, there's, you know, Qatar, uh, all them countries, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, they're learning the game, they're new to the game. I don't know what the pitch is going to be like. I don't, I don't know. It's going to be, I, I really don't know. It's going to be, there's, there's going to be so many laughs, it's unbelievable. Mm. But it'll be, it'll be a laugh for the, all the wrong reasons, you know. It's, uh, but, you know, I used to, I, I wrote something yesterday, you know, looking forward to watching the, the Germans play and, you know, the, the great Germans and the Spanish, you know, and the uh, when the, the, the World Cup in France, I was supposed to go to that and I got hit by the car the year before and I was going to France. I went over to the... I went over to the opening of the uh, the stadium the the year before, and I met um, with Pele was there, and uh, Bogachev was there, and all friends I played against in the NSL, and it was everything was exactly what we've been talking. It was all about football, uh, and opened the they opened the stadium that night, and that was where the final was going to be. Um, you know, things happened in in that World Cup which were. Were quite quite strange, but it was all football in in Toriate. You know, we never we never Zidane. You know, it was all about Zidane. Um, but this is not about football. This is nothing to do with football. There's no build up. You know, all we hear about in England, all fed up with hearing about he's injured, he's injured, and he's injured. Well, you shouldn't shouldn't have the shouldn't have the World Cup in this time of the year. It's as simple as that. It's um, to give players no time to uh, that usual time at the end of the season in in England, where we've messed about with the FA Cup as well. You know where it used to be on the BBC and was on all day long. Well, that's yep. no longer. Mm-hmm. That's another disgrace. Um, we uh, from the last day of the season as the FA Cup in our season, players had six eight weeks something like that to, to prepare for the World Cup. And if anybody got any knocks, any injuries, especially that was that was then in nineteen seventy when when really our medical teams were nowhere near like they are today. You know, the treatment in them days was dis, disgraceful, you know. I, my ankle I still I'm still struggling on my ankle now, fifty years later. I mean, if I had a medical team like the medical teams of today, you know, I'd have been, you know, I could have been able to play on the certain pitches. But, you know, we're talking about fifty years ago, where they had six six weeks to get people fit, take them on tour, acclimatize, get used to the weather, acclimatize every cover, every aspect of the game. To, to get your best performance, which we did in Mexico. I mean, our, our performance in Mexico, people forget when we played Brazil in the heat of Mexico, we put up our best performance of any World Cup, I would say. Mm. 
Um, and to be 2 0 up against the Germans, a good German team, uh, and for Elf to mess all that up, um, you know, they, 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 that was all about football. Um, you know, for memories that you they'll stand in, but if someone says in 10 years' time that Harry Kane was top goal scorer in Qatar, I think it will be quite laughable. Yeah. It won't be like he was top goal scorer in. In Munich or in Madrid or whatever, you know, in the Spanish World Cup or this world, in Qatar, whatever you want to go, where, mm-hmm. you know, it was a, uh, it just don't, it's got no ring of truth to it. It's like uh, watching a scientific film. It's it's just, it's too ridiculous for words for me. It's, um, I don't know what I'm going to do. I've, I've had Don Shanks on the phone from Egypt. Where are we going to watch it? We was going to go there because my son's involved. Uh, now we're not going to go there because it's vastly overpriced. Um, Again, they got no, absolutely no respect for the supporter, for the football fan. These England fans, mate, they're fanatics. They go all over the world every four years. They cancel their yeah, their family holidays and and they they go and watch their country. You know, our, our crackers they are mm-hmm. you know and and you know like the skies with a them nutty supporters that come down the irish that when that when ireland were getting into the world cup with jack charlton it was fantastic it was absolutely fantastic in new york and all that and but this is just bizarre this is that we've taken all that away from the game you know and then i'm afraid all them scottish are going to be in one big sober tent <laughs> It'll be the biggest sober tent in the world. <laughs> there won't be many Scottish in the sober tent, apart from the referee. <laughs> <laughs> there might be a few Welsh people in the sober tent. Who do you? Um, is there any team you fancy out uh, in the World Cup or players that you're interested in in watching? No, my interest is zero. Yeah, Paul. Got you. It's, um, it really is. Um, uh, my interest is England in England is zero because I think what Southgate done in the Euros he should have been sacked mm. and we sh- and we should have brought uh, even someone like Eddie Howe we should have brought someone like Eddie Howe and look at the way he's rejuvenated uh, Newcastle by playing football trying to play the Eddie Howe way uh, but what he did in the Euros he, he ruined he ruined England's chances of, of winning another trophy it was there to be taken it was it was it was there. it was like talk about the hand of god it was handed on a plate to us yeah it was at wembley we played the worst italian team i've ever seen uh and we went one nil up after three or four minutes and we still couldn't beat him and he went defensively and that should have been uh harry kane's golden boot year and he pulled him off in one game when they were 2-0 up and Harry had scored he, and he would have got a hat for it he stayed on because that, the other team was so bad I think we won four in the end without him mm. uh, but no um, I, I just don't get it I, all, all I know is I, I'd probably be interested in uh, uh, the Americans more than anything else and I, 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 I you know I'm quite proud of my son and uh, where he's got this time he's he's one of the assistant coaches with the United States, and uh, I will be focusing my full attention will be on the United States. I, I, I've got I've got I haven't been an England supporter since that FA ban, so 
I'm certainly not going to start now. And um, I don't know how Qatar are going to get on in the competition, I'm, I'm sure. They'll play three and, games. Uh, they got three games. <laughs> 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 they probably put a youth team out. <laughs> Give them a bit of experience. Uh, that's how crazy this World Cup is going to be. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, that point you make there is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. What you're looking forward to? Absolutely nothing, mate. I think it's a disgrace. I got, I got a text from a friend of mine. I went to, I was in Gran Canaria with three years ago, and uh, are we meeting up in Gran Canaria for the World Cup? I mean, that's what he's come to. You know, well, let's go to a warm climate to watch these people play because nobody got well. The, the the working class man can't afford to go to Qatar anyway. No, they can't. I mean, say in the summer it'd be barbecues and it'd be uh, beers outside and the hot weather and your factor 50, etc, etc. Now with this World Cup, it'd be a, cu- a cup of cocoa and a cup of bovril and the government well, saying, turn your electricity <laughs> off when England play Wales. <laughs> Absolutely. There'd be bonfires, you know, bonfires in the, bonfires in the World Cup. Oh, Unbelievable. God, it is incredible. Anthony, <laughs> Anthony is going out soon, isn't he? Are the whole of the American team going to go out there and acclimatise? Because I can already see a multitude of excuses if England don't qualify. Well, I think he's got them ready already. Yeah. I mean, he, 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 one thing about Southgate, he can... You know, he can, I don't think that, that way he's not making excuses. That is the way he actually does see things. And uh, he believes the way the, uh, the England played in the Euros is the way to play the game, yeah. uh, which is something else. You know, um, my father would turn in his grave if, you know, I think my dad would work all through the World Cup if if, if England were the, the, the focal team. Uh no, it's um, I I I I I'm really not interested who England's going to pick. I've been listening to Harry Kane talk. Uh, you know, it's all a bit. It's all because they want to break records and 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 get a record amount of caps. Well, the record amount of caps don't matter today. They're 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 meaningless. Meaningless. I mean. David Beckham's last 25 England caps or something like that were coming on a substitute in the last two minutes so that he could be uh, a representative of the nation and an icon and all this. And I remember my good friend Jeff Powell writing a piece about it, you know, when Billy Wright played for England and, you know, there was no substitutions, you know, he got 100 caps. You know, uh, getting an England cap is is getting selected in the first place and being actually being picked in the team, yeah. not coming off the bench. Absolutely. They should have bench caps, shouldn't they? You know, uh, with the with a like uh, if you if you play for England and come off the bench, they should have a cap in the shape of a bench. You know, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, you know, because you haven't won a cap, that's not winning a cap. But that's you know, you win a cap through your performances and. Uh, you know, when I played my first game against West Germany, if I had to come on for the second half and, and played like I did for five, 45 minutes and, and had an outstanding match, I would have been real disappointed because I didn't get in the team in the first place. Mm. Uh, but them days are gone, you know. Uh, the, you know, when football today has become just, uh, you know, it's got become very Americ- Americanized as regards eight substitutions you know and and when you when you're seeing watching telly and uh i watch a lot of championship matches and 
everything, whatever decent matches that come on today of great interest. And, you know, and he's, and I, I, I got to try and I pour another drink when I hear that that's the seventh substitution. Yeah. They've got one more substitution. How can you have eight subs on the bench? I don't get it. Yeah, I think they have eight uh, or, or ten, don't they? And can bring in what, what was it, six these days. It is unbelievable. Crazy. It just looks... it just, if you can't win a game of football with yeah. eleven men, then that's beyond me. But that's you know you got these silly commentators you know, who, who don't know how lucky they are to have a job. Yeah. Say, well, yeah, because this count, this game is all going to boil down to the bench. Mm. Who comes off the bench, mm. you know? Who uses the bench best, you know? I mean, what's all that about? I thought they were talking about carpentry, to say the truth. Absolutely. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Our game is in a in a state where I wouldn't like to be a young kid growing up into this game. I'm, not, I'm telling you that now. Well, it certainly wasn't one from the bench back in your day, Al. And Arsenal are playing Chelsea today, or rather Chelsea are playing Arsenal, because it's at the bridge, isn't it? Um, 72-73 season. You uh, had a few battles with Arsenal. At Stamford Bridge in the FA Cup quarterfinals, you drew 2-2. Osgood scored that fabulous goal. Alan Ball scored off a header from a corner. And then you went up to Ibury, got knocked out a few days later, 2-1. You had a, a, a defeat against them at Stamford Bridge, a 1-0 defeat that season as well. And I've been watching the YouTube. You actually battered Arsenal that day. Oh, Chelsea never scored 4-5. But ultimately, if the ball don't drop in the back, of the net, sometimes you don't get the result, and Arsenal did knock you out. And then Vic Allen, I think, scored a brace, knocked him out. And uh, Arsenal didn't go to Wembley, Sunderland didn't beat the great Leeds United team in '73. So, football is well, a bit bummer. That, that, that was wonderful. I thought that was a wonderful year. They're, 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 they're years you remember, yeah. and it's great for it's great for the Geordies. I was, I was out last week with a load of Geordies, uh, Newcastle fans that come down. They're great people. They, you know, they, they, they love their football, and it's great when they can do. I mean, poor old Malcolm McDonald's played in about eight cup finals for Newcastle. He got beaten all of them. <laughs> he never won a cup final. He's a German one. <laughs> <laughs> he might well be referee, Malcolm, in them games. <laughs> But, uh, no, I mean, then, you know, the Sunderland game was uh, absolutely fantastic. What it meant to Bob Soko, you know, there's always, you know, they still, my mate said it the other way, the other day I met him for a drink in the Kings Road and he went, you know, something, something, something since Bob Soko won the World Cup, you know, and their things are standing in your mind. You know, I mean, that's... That was fantastic. Great for the people of Sunderland. It put all their players on the map, you know. Uh, even Wimbledon beating Liverpool was great, you know. You know, for whatever Wimbledon were, whatever way they done it. And by the way, uh, uh, you know, Don Howe was behind that. Yes. You yeah. know, uh, the great Don Howe. Uh, they wouldn't have done it without him, no doubt. Uh, but they were still, it was still an FA Cup final and it was still played in the summer and it was still at Wembley. It was, uh, you know, Cup finals meant something then. And then all of a sudden the same thing happened because of money. Man, should I pulled out of it? And, yeah. and, the, and the competition hasn't been the same since they've had sponsors for it. It shouldn't be sponsored. It, it, you know, there's enough money in the game for us to pay to have our own FA Cup. Uh and then the and then the football league cup become the 
little was cup and this cup and that cup and you know every cup but the egg cup yeah but it's um you know it's just money is just the ruination of everything bad in football you know Absolutely. It was 50 years this May when um, Bob Stokoe and Sunderland won the FA Cup at Wembley. Happy days. Um, Malcolm was telling well, they'll, me... They'll raise a glass, won't they? You know, the Sunderland fans will raise a glass. It, they don't need great. many excuses to raise a glass, do they, them George? Well, <laughs> again, it's money again, and it? You know, they, they, you know they, they, I mean, two of, the, two of the great clubs in this country. Absolutely. I, I remember playing... I played in my first... Under 23 in the National League, Park, it got snowed off. Uh, I, I remember my first game at Newcastle, and oh, mate, it was electric. You mm. know, it was unbelievable. It was fantastic. It, it, it just so inspirational. It, as a younger 18 year old, I, you know, I thought you could smell it in the air. You know, it's uh, around the ground, and it was a packed house. There weren't you, you couldn't get couldn't get any more people in the ground. It was just you know, going to the game and, you know, the adrenaline and everything was all about, everything is all about what this World Cup is not, yeah. you know, it, it's, it, you know, for a kid going up to uh, Newcastle, I'm so delighted that, uh, the only thing is that the Newcastle Stadium, all these new these stadiums are pretty, but they're not like the old stadiums, yeah. are they, you know. Give me Highbury any time for you Arsenal fans and, uh, um you know, the old St. James's Park was, you know, when it was full up, the, you could real, hear the real roar of the crowd, you know. And 50 years ago as well, in 73, when Sunderland did win that cup, as we've alluded to, I think they played Queen's Park Rangers. It must have been the last game of the season because the FA Cup was on a plinth. And you mentioned your mate Don Shanks. I think Don bet Stan that he could knock the FA Cup off its plinth and he did, didn't he? <laughs> well, in them days, Stan could knock anything over with uh, that left foot of his. And Don would bet on anything that he could knock that left foot off with. Um yeah, they they were the two great characters at QBR, and they're still spoken of. And they even uh, I, I watched the game uh, bits of it yesterday, and um, it said the Stanley Bowl stand, which is, is quite a, uh, a shame, you know. The Stan Bowls that sh they should have named that Stan Bowls stand the day they signed him, yeah. not when not when he got uh, this terrible illness, but. Um, uh, I can't, you know, I, I, I look at things personally. I, I, I don't want anything named after me. Not that they will be. They'll probably name a pub after me, I suppose. You know, but that's that's all right. I, I wouldn't mind that because the people that go in the pub will have a good time. Uh, and uh, it won't be for a World Cup in Qatar, I can promise you, because if they had the Alan Hudson arms, it won't be uh, a World Cup from the Qatar. Qatar. I can, it will be racing from uh, somewhere or other, you know. There won't be no World Cup in Qatar. I, it's, 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 it's amazing that the lack of interest, even walking in the pubs, you know, there's no signs of the World Cup. There's no nothing about the World Cup. It's just, it's extraordinary. Absolutely extraordinary. 
it is. I don't know whether it's us getting older or or no, it's just that. getting watered down now. But we remember 50 years ago things that happened, World Cups, Cup games, etc., etc. I can't remember anything that happened last year these days because you're right, football isn't the same as what it was when it meant so much to so many. It just means nothing to the uh, to, to the few of us that remember those golden days of football. I agree. I agree. I mean, they were, you know, when I hate it when people say you live in the past and all that, you know, because uh, I'm afraid the present don't live with live anywhere near it, no. and and it's, and it's all it's it. This is all festered up into what we're going to see in the you know the next month. Anyone that's getting excited about the World Cup, I can imagine it can only be the kids. Yeah, but it's absolutely. even going to ruin it. It's going to ruin it for the kids because it's going to ruin their Christmas. Absolutely. And on that note, sir, I will love you and leave you. Thank you so much for your time again. Yeah, Al. I've got i got warm-up for the game, Paul. You, Alan, you would still be in my starting eleven, mate, because you were one of the greatest football players ever to grace a pitch and wear a kit. What a shame that the England manager could never see the midfield trio of Alan Ball, Tony Curry and Alan Hudson. We wouldn't have just qualified for the World Cup, mate. We would have won the World Cup and we would have been crowing every year ever since. Well, I don't think we'd have won it in Qatar, me, Alan Ball and Tony uh, Curry. <laughs> We'd have been playing. I, in fact, I was. I see Tony Curry on uh, Facebook playing the guitar the other day, a plastic guitar. <laughs> I don't know whether he was promoting the World Cup. I don't know what he was doing. He was. Um, he was probably having a little bit of a sing song and a reminisce about those golden days because uh, those were the days, my friend. Yeah, I'm afraid they've come to an end, mate. They have, but we keep them alive, Al, because we keep talking about them and we have so many happy memories. I hope that the kids have the happy memories that we did, but I don't think they will because it ain't the same as it used to be. Cheers, Ben. Uh, well, when, when they're 50, they'll be talking about the World Cup in Qatar and I can't see that as a good thing. Absolutely, Al. We'll uh, reconvene next week, another Topics of the Week. Uh, until then, Al, speak soon. All right, mate. Cheers, Paul. Enjoy your day. Finally, have we got any predictions? Uh, Chelsea versus Arsenal? No, I think it's one of them where uh, both teams, uh, it's a big test for both managers. Uh, Arsenal have promised so much this season. Can they maintain it? This is going to be their toughest test to date. Chelsea are stuttering under a, a manager I thought would, you know, freshen things up. And make them, you know, it's amazing that, you know, Brighton, his whole team beat him 4 1 last week. It's just amazing. Just goes how good a manager he is. He's left a, a better football team, probably a better football team uh, uh, technically behind him, you know. Uh, so it's uh, today's going to be one, one hell of a test for both teams. Someone said to me last night they're going to bet the draw, and I don't think they're far off, you know, because... Yeah, uh, you, Desmond. Yeah, yeah. I was with you, was it? <laughs> 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 and you did mention you was warming up, but if you was warming up, who would you play for, Chelsea or Arsenal? Well, no, I, I, I'm, 
Fulham. My allegiance, my, my allegiance is... Uh, I would play for Arsenal if they brought Terry Neal back. I'll <laughs> 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 uh, dug my old friend out, but... Uh, absolutely. Catch you later, Al. Enjoy the day and enjoy the game. Cheers, mate. Bye bye. Bye bye. Cheers. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.